This is section zero of Mark Twain, a biography. The Personal and Literary Life of Samuel Langhorne Clemens by Albert Bigelow Payne. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Mark Twain, a biography by Albert Bigelow Payne. Read by John Greenman. Volume One, Part One. 1835 to 1866. Introduction. To Clara Clemens Gavrilovich, who steadily upheld the author's purpose to write history rather than eulogy as the story of her father's life. An acknowledgment. Dear William Dean Howells, Joseph Hopkins Twitchell, Joseph T. Goodman, and other old friends of Mark Twain. I cannot let these volumes go to press without some grateful word to you who have helped me during the six years and more that have gone to their making. First, I want to confess how I have envied you your association with Mark Twain in those days when you and he went gypsying a long time ago. Next, I want to express my wonder at your willingness to give me so unstintedly from your precious letters and memories, when it is in the nature of man to hoard such treasures for himself and for those who follow him. And lastly, I want to tell you that I do not envy you so much any more, for in these chapters, one after another, through your grace, I have gone gypsying with you all. Neither do I wonder now, for I have come to know that out of your love for him grew that greater unselfishness or divine selfishness, as he himself might have termed it, and that nothing short of the fullest you could do for his memory would have contented your hearts. My gratitude is measureless, and it is worldwide, for there is no land so distant that it does not contain someone who has eagerly contributed to the story. Only I seem so poorly able to put my thanks into words. Albert Bigelow Payne Prefatory note. Certain happenings as recorded in this work will be found to differ materially from the same incidents and episodes as set down in the writings of Mr. Clemens himself. Mark Twain's spirit was built of the very fabric of truth, so far as moral intent was concerned, but in his earlier autobiographical writings, and most of his earlier writings were autobiographical, he made no real pretense to accuracy of time, place, or circumstance, seeking, as he said, only to tell a good story. While in later years an ever-vivid imagination and capricious memory made history difficult, even when, as in his so-called autobiography, his effort was in the direction of fact. When I was younger, I could remember anything, whether it happened or not, he once said quaintly, but I am getting old, and soon I shall remember only the latter. The reader may be assured, where discrepancies occur, that the writer of this memoir has obtained his data from direct and positive sources, letters, diaries, account-books, or other immediate memoranda, also from the concurring testimony of eyewitnesses, supported by a unity of circumstance and conditions, 
and not from hearsay or vagrant printed items. End of Introduction Read by John Greenman